Hi, I'm Dr. Chad Larson, and this is Keep It Real. Keep It Real is all about real talk based on my 20 plus years of clinical experience. What we're really talking about is real food, real medicine, and real change. The Midlife Health Minute in this episode of Keep It Real with Dr. Chad Larson is possible with the help of Pure Prescriptions. Pure Prescriptions has been supplying professional grade vitamins and supplements since 2001. Whether it's men's health or women's health, vitamins you need or something more specific to support detoxification, immune support, or maybe you're looking to score the ever popular New Green Superfood Drink Mix. Oh, yeah. Pure Prescriptions has got you covered. Use coupon code MIDLIFE20 for 20% off your next order. That's MIDLIFE20 to save 20% off. And for a limited time, you can also get free shipping. Visit pureprescriptions.com by using the link in the show notes and to learn more about this great family-owned company. Hi, I'm Dr. Chad Larson. I'm going to talk about weight loss. And there's so many different ways that we could discuss the whole concept of weight loss. I'm going to talk about a very particular aspect of it. There's entire books written about weight loss. There's entire weekend courses for hours and hours that could be talked about weight loss. So I'm going to talk about a very kind of specific thing that's going on in kind of the industry of body weight management. And that is this really, I think, kind of dumb argument between carbohydrates and insulin as a model of weight loss and calorie restriction or calorie reduction as the other model. And it's almost like you have to pick what camp you're in and then you have to believe everything that's in that camp. As a clinician, that's so dumb. That's kind of what PhD researchers get really into and they kind of argue with each other and no, it's this and no, it's that. As a clinician, I just go, I'm gonna do what works. And what oftentimes works is a little bit of both of those things. Imagine that, you could actually incorporate both of those concepts in the same person and it works fantastic. So where do I fall in the continuum if, you know, kind of carbohydrate insulin model is on one end of the spectrum and then calories is on the other end of the spectrum? I'm slightly to the, off the center toward the insulin model, but I've got a very particular reason for that. And the reason is that there's a great study that was done, published a couple years ago, and it explained to us that only 12% of adults in the US are metabolically healthy. That means 88% are metabolically unhealthy. What do, we, what do we mean by that? What we mean by that is these people who are 88% uh, metabolically unhealthy, they've got blood sugar dysregulation, they might have some degree of heart disease, their triglycerides are probably elevated, their waist circumference is above 40 inches in men and 35 inches in women, and they probably have high blood pressure. So any one of those um, kind of symptoms or signs puts somebody in the metabolically unhealthy camp. And this research actually includes uh, included 20-year-olds. So 20-year-olds um, are typically you know, healthier than 45-year-olds or 60-year-olds, but they're included in this study, which I think dramatically influences those percentages. If we actually started that number at 40-year-olds, that 88% would probably go to like 98%. In other words, there'd probably only be two to 5% of adults starting 40, year old, uh, 40 and older 
that would be metabolically healthy. So it's a big, big problem in the US. Major, I think it's a, it's a problem of our time, especially as a healthcare provider. So, um, so that's the reason why I lean toward focusing on the importance of insulin, because most people who are metabolically unhealthy and have excess uh, body fat, we have to help them manage their insulin. And I'll come to calories in just a moment, but um, insulin is the gatekeeper of, are you in fat burning mode or are you in fat storage mode? If your insulin is elevated, and I look at everybody's fasting insulin, if your insulin is elevated, you are in fat storage mode. You can't fight through the insulin to make your body start using fat for fuel. If insulin is stuck, the gas pedal stuck on insulin, you are in fat storage mode. That's just a physiological process that happens to the body. So for them, we have to really focus on getting their insulin down because before we even talk about their macronutrients, their proteins, carbohydrates, and fats, before we can talk about their calories, we have to be able to bring their insulin down. So that's why that's oftentimes a big part of initially helping somebody to become more what we call fat adapted, the ability to be able to use fat for fuel. We have to really manage their insulin. Most people who I see the first time and they're overweight and they wanna um, help to instigate fat burning, their fasting insulin is very, very high. Maybe their glucose is even normal. And we could talk more about that probably some other time, but it's the insulin that's really the gatekeeper when it comes to this kind of fat burning. And so how does calories fit into the model? So we already talked about the uh, important influence of insulin, insulin being kind of the gatekeeper, is the body stuck in fat storage mode or are we able to burn fat? Insulin really helps to dictate that. Where do calories come in? We could put somebody on, let's say, a really low carbohydrate diet and I follow up with their fasting insulin and let's say they're fasting insulin, I like to see most people's fasting insulin below 10 and, and if, if they're really kind of more metabolically fit, we can get that below 5.5 uh, and that would be great to get their fasting insulin below 5.5. Where does calories come in? Oftentimes, I've looked at blood work and their fasting insulin is clearly below 5.5, awesome, they become more metabolically fit but it's possible that they're not quite burning fat the way that they want to or the way that I want them to. So what's the missing piece? Although they're metabolically fit and their insulin is in a healthy position, they are overconsuming calories. This is where both camps are absolutely important. This is what comes down to the individual. Instead of, about, instead of talking about people as averages, it comes down to the individual. If somebody's very metabolically fit, their insulin looks fantastic, but they're still not quite burning the fat that we would like them to, then we have to start messing with their calories. And so where do we start with that? It's kind of like going to a financial planner. When you say, hey, I've got some financial goals, I would like for you to help me with this. The financial planner would say, okay, I just need to know what your income is and I need to know what your expenses are. That's what we need to do with their calories. We just have to first of all start where they're at. There's some great apps for this. There's even just some you know, hard copy sort of diet diaries. And there's ways that we can calculate and kind of quantify where is their um, caloric intake currently? What's their macronutrient breakdown? The kind of the percentages of carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. And then we want them to start tracking. This is kind of a, a magic situation. And somebody who truly has you know, kind of uh, stubborn fat in their system that their body just doesn't seem to be 
working with, there's, there's great studies that really help us to confirm that tracking does something, provides just a fantastic tool for one, for number one, help us to understand where their calories are going, how they're being burned, how much is actually in their system. Because the thing is, we are notoriously terrible historians of how many calories. If you just ask someone how many calories you think you had, we're way off if we just kind of do it off the top of our head. If we can actually quantify it, then I know that we can start to put the right pieces together to help them start burning fat. So that's kind of the thing that I wanted to discuss in this whole concept of weight loss and fat loss is kind of this weird, you know, um, kind of binary thing. You're either in the insulin camp or you're in the caloric camp. They both matter, okay? That's the key thing, they both matter. One last little tidbit that I wanted to kind of throw out there a little bit is there's some, uh, the way that most people um, get their body fat analyzed is using the, the BMI, the body mass index. It's a calculation that is largely based on sort of age and weight. And it's, um, it's actually not a great formula for certain body types, especially certain muscular body types or even certain, uh, um, certain sort of um, class, different types of people, body types, they, the BMI doesn't work. It shows that they are totally overweight, which is uh, above 25 on the BMI, or obese is above 30, and the person clearly isn't. So there's a whole different concept, which is body composition. How is the weight kind of distributed in the system? And there's a really simple at-home tool that you can use to kind of measure how is your degree of sort of unhealthy body fat. The unhealthy body fat is what we call the visceral adipose tissue. That's the kind of fat that we're really, really trying to go after from a, a health standpoint. And this is the fat that sits around the uh, abdominal section. And it's a type of fat that is uh, easily measured with a tape measure. We take a tape measure, measure around the waist. And uh, in women, you want to measure kind of at the level of the belly button and then also at the most narrow part. In men, we can just go straight around the belly button and that gives us our waist circumference. And then we wanna measure our height. And then we wanna basically just divide those two and we come out with our waist to height ratio. It's a very, very simple ratio. And we want that ratio to be, you basically want your waist circumference to be less than half of your height. So if you do this in inches, if you're 70 inches tall, we want your waist to be 35 inches or less. That would be a really good balance. We know that that person is probably more metabolically healthy, and I think this is way better than the BMI. There's another one called the, the waist to hip ratio, which is fairly similar. There's some good studies um, that have recently been published on the waist to height ratio. It's a really great way to kind of evaluate your body composition uh, in a way where the BMI would be a little bit less dependable. So a few tidbits on weight loss. It's one of those things that, um, you know, again, with, uh, in the US adults, 88% being metabolically unhealthy. It's something that I see every single day in my practice. And it's a key feature of things that we want to try to improve with people. So those are a few ways that I look at it. So hopefully that was helpful and useful. Um, I will keep reading the studies and bringing you the information. Until then, keep it real. The Midlife Health Minute in this episode of Keep It Real with Dr. Chad Larson is possible with the help of pure prescriptions. Use the coupon code MIDLIFE20 
for 20% off. That's midlife20 to save 20% off. And for a limited time, you can also get free shipping. Visit our friends over at pureprescriptions.com by using the link in the show notes and to learn more about this great family-owned company.